Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Hi, Lauren Taylor. Hi, Dr. Cohen. How you doing? Are we live with Gross Anatomy today? We are live. I made you say hi like five times. That's why it was a little low energy. I'm good at saying hi. I'll, I'll bounce it up. <laughs> yes, you look like, I guess you just got finished with your pre-med class. Very good. Yeah, today was the uh, kickoff meeting of our spring session for pre-med. Exactly. Any fun guest speakers or what did you guys get into today? Today's just the kickoff meeting where we just go over all the rules and the regulations and everything that they get to expect over the next uh, three months. Oh, all right. So, rules and regulations doesn't sound that fun for our audience. Yeah, but they each, you know, each student gets assigned to a mentor, a group of mentors within a specific specialty here at the hospital. So I get to tell each of the students who they're assigned to within each specialty. So it's kind of like an exciting thing, you know, where they find out who they're going to be shadowing and and we go over all of that stuff. And I give out my cell phone to all of them and tell them that they should text me. Do they get to pick their specialty or you pick it for them? A little bit of both. We we let them rank what they're interested in. And then I try to, you know, get them something on their high on their list. You know, they rank about 20 different specialties. And I, you know, for the most part, they get within their top five. Occasionally, I'll go low if there's just some amazing mentor that no one picked and that I think someone should pick, but, but yeah, they get, they get something within, within what they're interested in. What is like the number one specialty? Is there an overwhelming number one? Uh, orthopedics is definitely a big, tends to be a big one. And the surgical specialties in general tend to be more popular. Pediatrics actually is a big one too, believe it or not. Um, but uh, the, the surgical specialties tend to win out a little bit. But pediatrics, I think, is a big one also. Pediatrics. Pediatrics, does that give you more of a life, like more of an eight to five life? It could be more of an eight to five life. But it's also, you know, um, the unfortunate reality is it's a lot less money, you know, for. Is it? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, it's a lot. It's it's probably one of the worst reimburse, reimbursed medical specialties, I think. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, because it's just office visits and it's all usually insurance based and uh, what everybody thinks is doctors make all this money. But the reality is the insurance companies make a lot of money and the doctors have to kind of hustle and come up with creative ways to make money. They they don't really make money on the patient visit. We don't make money on a patient visit, even though everybody thinks otherwise. And the reality is, is it's because Patients, we are paying a ton of money to insurance companies to have insurance. That money doesn't go to the doctor. It goes to the insurance companies. Right. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I've known a practice that had it closed yeah, just because they, even though they were full of patients, they just still couldn't afford to be open. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, practices wind up sometimes closing down just for that reason. And and it's getting harder and harder because the, the governmental uh, insurance agencies like Medicare and Medicaid Every year, you know, in all the other walks of life, prices rise. But for some reason, every year, what doctors get paid goes down. It's it's the one ridiculous thing that, and and I try to let my pre med students know that who are getting into medicine is that yeah, you're you're going to make a living, but there's no you're not going to be wealthy unless you kind of come up with a gimmick or. Some, you know, something, you know, or one of the subspecialties that that 
is a cash kind of practice. Like plastic surgery type thing? Exactly. Like plastic surgery or maybe dermatology and sometimes orthopedics and things like that. Dermatology. Yeah. I feel like we talked to a few dermatologists and they always have like a side hustle. Like they seem like they barely work, but they're making money and they got this other thing. Like I think if I had to choose, that would be mine. You you would be a dermatologist? Just because it seems like they got it easy and they only talk to you for like five minutes. Every time you get a dermatologist, they're like on a speed clock. Just yeah, so like derm- dermatology is a good a good field for business sense, but who wants to well, you could do a lot of fun cosmetic stuff these days, but I'm an idiot. I decided when I said, hey, I want to be a doctor, it was because I wanted to be a doctor, you know, taking care of sick people, which is stupid in hindsight, because I'm, you know, because I'm not making the money of a dermatologist. But, you know, so. But it's very it's it's definitely rewarding. But I think dermatology is rewarding, too, if that's what you're interested in. It, It all it's all about what what interests you. Yes, I think you've had a very interesting, exciting life. So I think you chose right. Thank you, Lauren. You know, what's interesting, though, along those lines is I was just thinking that, oh, my God, it's already practically the weekend. You know, we're past we're at the end of Wednesday. It's practically Thursday. And I'm thinking to myself, wouldn't it be great to have a life where you didn't actually have to know and think about what day of the week it was? I mean, yes, I think so. But then sometimes I think, I mean, you know how Lisa Marie Presley died recently, at like fifty-four, and then what? What did Elvis die in his forties? Like, yeah, he was young, right? So it could be like heart disease in their family, but it's also probably it could be like a little bit of like opioids, whatever drugs, lifestyle, lifestyle. But sometimes I, I feel like you know, like you just inherited all this money, and you have so much time to do all these things. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like people live crazier, less lives because they're bored. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. You know, just like these rich, rich people don't always look like they have the best lives. Yeah, no, you're right. But so, so your point is having the schedule and everything kind of keeps you grounded and keeps you, keeps your feet on the ground. Like maybe, I mean, I get what you're saying. I think that'd be nice too, not to just like live for the weekend. I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. But yeah. Sometimes I think these lives that look so fun, they seem kind of empty and these people seem to die young. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes not. Sometimes not. Right. And that, you know, we talked about last episode, the the nun who recently died, she didn't necessarily need to know the days of the week. Did sure, she? Sure. No. Oh. And she, her life was full of work until she was like 112. She was just helping people. So, yeah, that, yeah she kept going. Yeah. And it probably didn't matter what day of the week it was. You're right. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. Or an artist or I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, it's just it was just a thought I just literally had. Yeah. I mean, my brother talks. I mean, he talks about that kind of stuff. And I heard Martin Scorsese say something about that, too, about like, you know, time not really being real. I don't know. I'm not an artist. I can't really talk about it. But yes, I've heard artists talk about time and how it's. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a bad thing. Just there is no time. There's no time, and then we all want to stop time, which which could kind of lead into what you wanted to talk about today, don't you think? A little bit. I know. Which is, um, we had a guest, um, Rob. How do you say his name? Hizenga. Hizenga. Rob Hizenga. Doctor Rob, Rob Hizenga. And he was doing this a little bit of this. I don't. I don't think he's one of the doctors on the team. Maybe he is. 
but this man is paying like uh how many millions is it was it two million i'm trying to remember yeah he has paid two million i think he's about to pay a lot more brian johnson um 45 doesn't want to just feel 18 year old 18 years old he wants his body to act 18 years old so he's got a team of 30 doctors and experts that monitor monitor every level of his health which is i mean 45 isn't old like i don't know but i guess he's i mean you're trying to get back to your high school weight i guess he's doing a more extreme like paying people to make sure he is 18 again yeah that's pretty impressive and and uh i think it's a bit of a pipe dream It'll, it'll be interesting to see i mean i i doubt i will get to see but it'll be interesting to see how what age he lives until yeah, so I guess it's called a blueprint to reverse aging. And Dr. Hazenga did say that he's like doing stuff like that. And so eventually I think there might be like gene therapies uh and different stuff out there. This this one's just a broad project blueprint to like get his heart, lungs, liver, kidneys, tendons, teeth, skin, hair, bladder, penis, and rectum of an 18-year-old, which mm. requires a lot of doctors, apparently. He wants to get the rectum of an 18-year-old? <laughs> this quote says. Huh. I, I don't know. Um, I didn't actually get to interview him. Where is the guy? Do you know? Yeah, I think he's in California. Hmm. Of course. Yeah, That's I'm like, of course he's in California. Right. right. Is he up north? Does it say? Um, I don't... It didn't say. I don't think he's... I mean, I imagine him being in L.A., but who knows? Not up yeah, north? So it's just basically like relentlessly tracking his body... Yeah, I guess this guy, John, uh, Brian Johnson, his goal is that he's trying to prove that self-harm and decay are not inevitable. And according to some software, he's reduced his biological age by five years already. So he's 40 now? I guess so. But he'll probably live hard and die young anyway. Yeah, I feel like all this money isn't going to... It's like you hear about that, like the healthiest people, like just dying of a heart attack. You're like, oh, I thought that was only like obese people. No, it's just you never you can't you can't control it. Right. Well, there's always that. No, but I'm saying, you know, if he's truly feeling like an 18 year old, the odds are he's going to be doing stupid stuff that may put him in harm's way. Also, true. Because I remember when I was 18, I did a lot of stupid stuff thinking I was invincible. Yeah, that's true. So will he will he develop invincible syndrome and, and do stupid stuff? I don't know. Time will tell. I die young, but healthy. Right. Who knows? I mean, yeah, like we were talking on the last episode, it's like the oldest person to ever live was in 1997, died in 1997. So we haven't really come that far in like increasing people's ages. And the people that lived the oldest did none of these body blueprint things. So it'll be interesting to see. I wonder, are there other old people that just we don't know how old they are, you know, that true, are true, true. Those are the only documented ones. I mean, right. there could be someone that lived to be 130 and we just don't know. Yeah. What's interesting. I don't know if you saw what kind of diet he's eating. Uh, vegan 1,977 calorie vegan diet. Yeah. That I don't get why he has to count to just that many calories. That just sounds like ridiculousness, but I do. Un- I do agree with limited. Ca- I-, I do think there's something to, being on a lower calorie diet um, that's helpful to the body. Um, the, you know, it's certainly not more calories, uh, but but the plant-based thing, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot to that. 
Yeah. I mean, there's some basketball players that went vegan and it really seemed to like increase their speed and they seemed more youthful, like playing. So I feel like there's gotta be something to it. Yeah. And did, did we ever talk about, or did you watch the movie um, game changers? Did we discuss yeah. that? Mm -hmm. And, and they showed in that movie uh, also some athletes um, what happens, you know, when they go plant-based in terms of their virility, it, it improves too. In terms of their sexual health, mm -hmm. yeah. So I don't know. It's just interesting. It is interesting. Do you want to move on to the Oscars? What do you want to talk about? Well, it's February, so I, you know what I do want to talk about a little bit, and, and it, it's a good intro to the Oscars. Is that um, it's Black History Month, mm -hmm. and one thing that Mariano and I are going to try to focus on in our social media in the office is we're going to try to be even more aware of tying in our social media to pop culture and maybe relate it to a particular person in pop culture. So last month we were talking about Tom Hanks. This month, I think, I think we're about to segue into um, talking about Denzel Washington. Okay. And with the appropriateness of it being uh, Black History Month. Um, but I love Denzel Washington, first of all, just like blanket. He's one of my favorite actors, period. Uh, and he's just a favorite individual, like just as a guy. I, th I think he's he's just such a, a mensch, for lack of a better word. And, and you met him? And I met him. So we talked about how I met him and I was pathetic and totally <laughs> gaga and I forgot how to speak when I met him. And I met him because of a good friend who's been a guest on our podcast, Dr. Ricky Hendricks. He's friends. I love Dr. Ricky Hendricks. He's amazing. Exactly. And he's friends with their family. So that's how I got to meet uh, Denzel. And uh, so we mentioned that, but we tied in. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to grill you. Do you know how we tied in? We intersected between Tom Hanks to Denzel. Do you know the connection let's see if you know mariano I mean, another movie philadelphia there you go exactly very good mariano <laughs> did not know the connection oh really that's a, yeah that's a, that was a really big film big film i, mm -hmm. I uh oscar nominated and i i think i think he won tom hanks won. i don't know if denzel yeah. i think denzel won for glory but i could be mistaken for that too he won for that, and he won for another movie, too. Oh, wait, why am I forgetting that? Is? I don't remember. Hmm. Um, did he win for that? Has he? Maybe he has three Oscars. Oh, he won for Malcolm X, didn't he? Or, or am I just thinking he did? So that's it. So that leads us to the Oscars. What do we want to talk about? So the Oscars, I just thought we've never done this. We always just mention, like, maybe who won or what we saw. Or obviously, everyone... Last time mentioned Will Smith on every podcast everywhere. I'm I'm cheating. Denzel won for Training Day, which was a really Training great Day. Game. That's what I meant. Yeah, and he did win for Glory. Uh, so he 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 did win for those two. Those were the only wins he had, but he had a lot of nominations. The Tragedy of Macbeth, Roman J. Israel Esquire, which I do want to see. Fences, which I need to see. Flight, which I saw, The Hurricane, which I saw, Malcolm X, I thought he won for that. He was only nominated. And that Cry Freedom. Be, that was a Spike Lee joint. That was gonna yeah. be. So that that is the list. Go ahead. I cut you off. Back to you. 
No. So I thought we've never done like, even though I think we've probably only seen like two movies on this list. Like I've probably only seen one. You probably only see one. I think we should just on air, just say who we think is going to win and uh, tally it up and see which one of us knows more about film or can guess guess about well, film better. It has nothing to do with knowing about film. It has to yeah. do with <laughs> guessing what the zeitgeist of yeah. the voters is. Who knows more about pop culture? What do we think is going to win based on right. no knowledge? All right. So go ahead. What what's the How many movies were there nominated? The best picture is going to be so long. So you just got to say, I mean, our, I think we're both going to go for the same movie, but I'll go through it real fast. All Quiet on the Western Front, Front Avatar. Wait, let's back up. Did you see All is Quiet on the Western Front? I did not because it looks really sad, but I do like war movies. So I will watch it. I saw the original. The original All is Quiet on the Western Front is so powerful. So Mm. powerful. That's the only reason I haven't watched it yet because I like need to prepare myself. I think, I think. It, it is such a powerful movie, but, but I heard it's really good. I and and I I should try to see it. Um, Avatar. Did you see and, it? No. I the did. only one on this list. I've I've seen two movies on this list. Or I, no, saw I thought Avatar was really fun. You did okay. Uh, the Banshees of In Sharon. I haven't seen it, but I want to see it. I love that movie. It's really so. Uh, it's startling. You're going to, yeah. I don't know if you're going to hate that I said that. Like, hate I that watched I the trailer. It, but I, I watched the trailer. And I like the trailer a lot. It's inter- It's definitely interesting. Elvis, did you see that one? I watched about two thirds of it because uh, we watched it on, on, you know, on, on, uh, on, on online, whatever you call it. Well, on, what is that called? Streaming. We watched it streaming. Okay. And it was so long, we we never finished it. And I don't feel the need to finish it. But I enjoyed it. But, yeah. Yeah. I don't think you're alone in that thought. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once. I saw that with my kids. I saw that. The Fablemans, you saw that. You saw that. Did you see uh, that? No, I didn't see that yet. Tar, am I saying it right? T-A, it's like T-A-R. No, I didn't see that. And that's probably something I will not be seeing. Were you uh, seeing that? I am going to be seeing that. That was more, Martin only because Martin Scorsese said it's one of the best films of the year. So I'm interested. And my brother watched it and he said he can see why he likes it. So you like it? he liked it. Yeah. OK. Um, Top Gun Maverick made the list, which is exciting. It's great. It's great. I think I kind it's of not win, though, but it's great. Triangle of Sadness. Which I watched the trailer for that. It looks like a satire with a lot of people vomiting. So I haven't seen it yet. What, people are vomiting in the movie? Yeah. Like profusely. Like that's the trailer and they're on a ship. I don't really understand it. Okay. Women talking. I don't know anything about that one. Yeah. I won't be seeing that. <laughs> and that's the list? <laughs> yes, that's the list. So what do you. So- I mean, I kind of want to vote for Top Gun. It would be kind of awesome if the Academy got together and we're just honest with each other. And that should be their favorite film. I feel like that's really their favorite film. But they're not going to vote for it because it's not artsy enough. Right. I agree. It it should be the winner, but there's no way it's going to win. I think think just by nature of it getting a nomination is kind of a win enough for it. Because it's almost a surprise that it got nominated. 
because it's agree. too poppy. I'm just going to go out on a limb. I'm going to vote for it. That's going to be me. All right. What are you voting for? Well, I would love to. You're asking me what I want to win or what I think will win. No, this is a competition. So what do I think is going to win? Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Between me and you, who can get more right? It's one. I have a one and two, and I don't know which one. I think it's going to be either everything, everywhere, all at once, or maybe even the Banshees. Yeah. I mean, those are probably the top bets. I think those. that's one and two. I'm pretty right, sure. You're going for, I'm going to put you down for everything. Yeah, put me down for everything, but but put me down for second place Banshees. Okay. I'll let you pick a second place. What's your second place? All right. D2 for Banshees. Uh, 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 uh. I kind of want my second to be the same thing. I'll go, yeah, I want my second to be the Banshees too. So I don't know how that helps us, but we're doing it. <laughs> so we'll see. Best director. Okay. Ruben, I'm going to butcher his last name, Osteland, Triangle of Sadness. No way, because nobody even knows who he is. Todd Field, Tar. Uh, who ha- he's been nominated before for okay. uh, some movies. Daniel Kwan and Daniel Schneider, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Are they nominated separately or together? Together. they're. I guess they're a directing team. I keep seeing them at all the award shows together. Okay. Uh, Martin McDonough. I don't know how his name either. Banshees of Sharon and Steven Spielberg. I think it's going to be uh, the guys for everything, everywhere, all at once. All right. I'm going to go with the Banshees on that one. Just okay. so we have different things. Okay. Competition's getting heated. Yeah. Best actor, Austin Butler, Elvis, Colin Farrell, the Banshees, Brendan Fraser, the Whale, Paul Mescal, After Sun, which I don't know anything about that movie. Bill Nye, who's always great, Living. Mm, that's a tough one. Uh, I really well, want to see The Whale. I still haven't seen it. Yeah, I want to see it. My my top two are Colin Farrell or Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Although Austin Butler may win out of popularity. I think maybe Colin Farrell. I think it's going to go to Colin Farrell. Or Brendan I can't tell. Brendan Fraser or Colin Farrell. No, I'm going to go with Brendan Fraser. All right, I'm going to go with Colin Farrell then. Okay, good. My second choice is Colin Farrell. Best actress, Kate Blanchett, Anna de Armas, Blonde, Andrea Risenborough, to Leslie, Michelle Williams, The Fablemans, Michelle Yeoh, everything everywhere at all once. You know, I think a lot of times the decision goes to like, have they won before? Haven't they won before? I think it'll probably go to Michelle Yeoh. Although I think Michelle, so too, but my brother said Kate Blanchett is out of this world and he loved everything everywhere at once, so I'm still torn. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's going to go to Michelle Yeoh. And uh, my second choice is Michelle Williams. Yeah, she's always great. I do want to see her in that movie. I mean, I agree with you, so we're we're just going to be the same on that one. Okay. All right, best sporting actor, Brendan Gleeson, The Banshees. Brian Tyree Henry Causeway, Judd Hirsch, The Fablemans. Did you you didn't tell me about Judd Hirsch being in that movie? Did you like him in that movie? I loved him, but he was only there for a second, which is a real shame. Okay. Barry Keoghan, The Banshees, he was great in that too. Kiyu Kwan, is that how you say it? Everything Everywhere at Once from The Goonies and Indiana yes. Jones. I think he's gonna win, so I'm gonna vote for him. 
I'm going to go with Brendan. I mean, that would be my next guess. I'm going with Brendan, just to be different. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Best Supporting Actress is Angela Bassett, Black Panther, Hung Chow, The Whale, Carrie Condon, The Banshees, Jamie Lee Curtis, Everything Everywhere at Once, Stephanie Yu, Everything Everywhere at Once. I think Angela Bassett's probably the fan favorite. I'm going to go with Angela Bassett. I mean, that's who I'd go with, too. But should we have different ones? I thought Jamie Lee Curtis was great in that movie. It was great. I loved her in it. She was great. It was her first nomination, which is crazy. Wow. I loved her in it. I know. But, I mean, Angela Bassett is Angela Bassett. I feel like she should have won before, too. Yeah. What's love got to do with it? She's great. I want to, We're going to be the same on that one. So I think okay. I will. Screenplay. Todd Field for Tar. Tony Kushner and Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans. Daniel Kwan and Daniel Schneider, the same people that directed it, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Martin McDonough, The Banshees of Inchirin. McDonough. I'm going Everything Everywhere again. I mean, that script is crazy. I can't imagine how big that script was. It was crazy. My kids love that movie. They love the scene with the rocks. Oh, Triangle of Sadness is also nominated, but we don't know what that is. We don't even know that. All right. All right, you're going to go with everything. I'll go with the Banshees. Okay. All right. Those, those are the big ones. When are the Oscars? It's a good question that I should know for this podcast. Hold on. March, right? It's definitely in March. I want to watch that movie with Eddie Murphy. And- I do too. Jonah Hill. My brother said it's got some like solid jokes. Okay. Are you watching anything? Anything you want to tell our audience about? Any gross anatomy stories? Any entertainment suggestions? Any gross anatomy entertainment stories today? It's it's just interesting that I tend lately I've been getting more and more patients finding me uh, through my social media, and and I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, whatever it is, it's working. And for my social media, for my thyroid stuff, uh, and it's interesting. You know, I I have patients from all around the all around you know reaching out to me um wanting you know my advice or actually coming for consultations or virtual consultations so it's a pretty interesting phenomenon uh social media and and taking care of people well i mean yeah you're the expert on that kind of stuff so of course they'd come to you i guess so it's all a mystery you've been doing it for a long time I've been doing it for a long time. I just need to reverse my age now to get down to being an 18-year-old. Well, this isn't going to help you in any way, but Paul Rudd said the secret to being young recently is sleeping in. So... No, that's true. Uh, uh, sleep is... is That's one of the things that he, he talked about is getting enough sleep, and it's very true. And it's something, unfortunately, I don't really get, but uh maybe one day but you never sleep in so what does paul Rudd know on the weekends sometimes i do if i can what does that even mean you sleep till eight i could sleep till 10 okay yeah but the reality is i i was the king of sleeping in as a kid i i mean i forget about it i was a sleeper in her like you can't believe and i probably still could if i were given the permission right right one day maybe on my farm. Doubt yeah. it. 
No, I bet it's going to happen. There you go. Thanks, Lauren Taylor. All right. Thanks, Dr. Cullen. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Bye. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine. Gross Anatomy is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.